The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman, Brett King and Cameron Colley. and welcome to episode 105 of the Boys of Tech for Monday 28 February 2011. Last day of February 2 might I add. And hosting the show there's myself Edwin Herman, there's Brett King who joins us over Skype. Welcome along Brett. G'day. And Cameron Colley also joining us from Skype. He's from Brisbane. Hey how's it going? We're pretty good. Of course uh, down in Christchurch a bit of a different story there as you've probably heard. Yes, not good at all, not good at all. Not good at all, and there's no way that anybody in the world couldn't have heard. In case you haven't heard, here in New Zealand, Christchurch experienced a very large earthquake and lots of deaths and lots of rubble. Lots of damage. Lots of damage, yeah. So terrible stuff. It's It's been all over the news worldwide, as you can imagine. Mm. So it'd be very hard for you not to have known about it if you are on the internet. So you've got no excuse, listeners. <laughs> yeah. None whatsoever. You should have known. Unless you were too busy listening to back episodes of The Boys of Tech, then we'll let you off. <laughs> so anyway, that's very sad news. Is the hunt still goes on? Yeah. I haven't finished, haven't finished doing the, the, the search missions yet. No, but to be honest, they, they, they reckon that there's a near zero chance of finding anyone else from this point forward. Well, yeah, yeah. Alive. Uh, it, 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 yeah, it's, mainly it's, searching and recovering the people. It'd be yeah. great if there was the still remains, someone, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. They're having some great stories they're, they're, that have come out. Yeah, I, to, look, yeah, I have happy. to be honest, I've actually switched off a lot because it's just too much. I, I don't really, I've been oh, sort of hell, ignoring it's the news. It's so hard to read any of those sorts of things. You, you look at the pictures and you read the people's stories of how what they've done and all the different things. People arguing for and against the way that the rescuers are handling their jobs, what they're yeah, doing down that's there. ridiculous. And that stuff just kind of tears at you. You're going, well, how can you chime in with your own ignorant opinion on the way that people who are dealing with this tragedy are doing exactly. their job? Unless you're down there doing Unless it, you're you down shouldn't there really doing be saying anything. Yeah. yeah, you should not be saying anything. That's, that's Yeah. It's what's been getting on my nerves this week. Well, I'll tell you what, to change the subject a little bit, should we... Pick up something. Let's pick up something that's that's positive and we'll forward do, We'll do that, yeah. And I thought we'd kick off with Intel. Intel have announced a new technology called Thunderbolt. It's an I.O. channel, to so connecting peripherals to computers. It runs at 10, get this, 10 gigabits per second. So we're talking faster than USB impressive. 3 even. I know, and USB 3 hasn't even really been rolled out. No, yeah, you're right. And Intel's already gone on a different tangent. <laughs> Why can these people not settle on a standard and stick to it? Well, they've definitely beat, I think they'll definitely Oh, yeah, they've, they've definitely three. produced something really interesting. Yeah, oh, yeah. And what? something quite, and it's not just a the, the I.O. channel in the way that you wouldn't regularly think of an I.O. channel for USB, for instance, where you're just plugging in peripherals. 
they have designed a system which will allow you to connect in extra modules for processing and doing all sorts of other things. Yeah. So you yeah. could start with a, a slimline laptop, which is your basic sort of processing unit with your little screen and your keyboard and all the stuff you'd expect from, uh, from a laptop. But then if you needed to really process some chunky stuff, you could connect in a larger processing unit as a standalone device via this Thunderbolt. So they've fundamentally changing the way that you think about a, a desktop computing system. Isn't that too cool? This is awesome. It's awesome, well, all right? It's yeah, awesome. it is. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. It's, we'll have to wait and see how it all goes. What do you mean? It's, what do you mean? It's pretty awesome. Is it, you, if you know something else, it's better. No, no, I don't know anything else which does that speed. But there's just been so many of these avenues where there's been a really great avenue that could work well. You're not secretly working on one, are you, Brett? It's been handled poorly, <laughs> or mm. devices have come in too slow or too expensive. And so an older, more robust technology for a particular thing stays the course. Oh, okay. So you're just saving your enthusiasm for I'm when I'm saving it my enthusiasm off. for when this is on the market. Everywhere. In place. And you can buy stuff with it. And it's cheap. Then I will wave my flag of this is awesome uh, <laughs> technology. Prior to that, it has got the potential for awesome until I see it realized, it does not get my flag of awesome. I can just see your you flag do, hanging you, out your apartment window. Yeah. <laughs> you do realize it's already out on the new MacBook Pros. Yeah, that's true. Apple have uh, bought into the technology. In fact, they, yeah, yeah. Uh, Apple were one of the, the first partnered up, yeah. partnered up to develop this system. Yeah. Because, it, yeah, it's not just a cable for plugging in different hard drives or different peripherals like that. It also carries the video signal for DisplayPort. So you can plug it into DisplayPort devices it carries that signal as well. So you can use a standard DisplayPort monitor you've already got and one of the new devices with this and the new cable and it will just plug in and act like a DisplayPort. So they reckon you can transfer a full-length HD movie in less than 30 seconds. Less than 30 seconds, 10 gigabits per second. You'll have to work that out. My conversion to from gigabits to gigabytes has always been atrocious. Well, it's always been eight. I don't do things in oct. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't calculate in base 8. You know, I know what you're saying, Brett, before. Like, you know, we've got USB, we've got FireWire, we've now got this. And, you, you know, they're all different. They're not inter- they don't sort of interoperate with each other. You're forgetting one of the other big ones, HDMI. Oh, HDMI. Absolutely. Computers are now coming full equipped with HDMI to connect to HDMI-enabled monitors and HDMI-enabled televisions. They are. HDMI you- allows you to transfer Ethernet across there as well. So Unless you yeah. own a Mac. Uh, unless you own a Mac, yeah, because Macs generally and they do don't. Blu-ray as well. What's with that? Why doesn't Jobs like it? Well, the reason Jobs doesn't like it is because he wants you to get your high-definition movies from iTunes. And download but what about data? Course, yes, what about Blu-ray data? All streamed or all yeah, uh, facilitated what about Blu-ray data? Making a Blu-ray disc, you know, Steve, 25 Steve, gig or whatever it is. Steve says no. Steve <laughs> says put it on your time capsule. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, if, you know, if Steve says jump, we all ask Mac guys just go, yes, how high? Yeah. But, <laughs> and I sit back going, <laughs> Ed, you look stupid. Stop jumping. Stop jumping. You're in the middle of the street. Going out loud. There's children around. Stop it. 
Oh, I think we've done the story then. I can tell them where this is going to go, just downhill all the way. So I'm going to move on and talk about PayPal reinstating the account for the support group for Bradley Manning, being the person accused of releasing the confidential US Defence Force files to WikiLeaks. So mm. PayPal, yeah, have reinstated the account for the, for the support group for that. Yeah, interesting. They say they originally froze the account not because of any political movement, but simply because the people who operate the support group, the account for the support group, hadn't actually complied with a bunch of rules that PayPal had in place, had already oh, in place. It, it, and this kind of suggests that that might well be true. The fact well, that they've reinstated it might well be true, but it, it does make you take a step back and wonder about the rules that PayPal requires. Well, just, if you it just a, requires... Yeah, it doesn't require and account details, bank account details. It requires access to a bank account so that it can deduct money from it. And that is what the people who created the group didn't want to do. They didn't want to provide details of a bank well, account. Well, I mean, okay, that's with, their choice. But what I'm saying is that those are the rules for non-profit organizations that have been there with PayPal. Which for, is for why I, I'm completely surprised at that. Why would any non-profit give a third-party money transfer facilitator access to remove funds from one of their accounts. It just seems like an incredible pathway to theft. You just have one PayPal, one person working at PayPal who has access to that to go boom, 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 boom. I've just siphoned off of all this money and I've now retired to. That is a bit of a strange rule, I must admit. Indeed. It'd be like us setting up a Boys of Tech money facilitating thing and then saying that if you wanted an account with us, you have to give us access to your bank account to withdraw money from it. Sure, we'll ask you first. It just seems silly. Why yeah, would you I do that? that I would wanna, Why would you yeah. sign up to that? Why would you sign up to that? That's like a huge, big neon sign saying aggravated employee steals from all of the charities <laughs> who hold accounts with the organization. Yeah, I, I kind of would be a bit wary about that. <laughs> Just seems really odd. So it makes me wonder, is that actually... Well, well it, it says it in all of the, the the reporting about this thing, that that's what their thing is. It just seems odd. So <laughs> good on this Courage to Resist support group for taking a stand and not wanting to give PayPal access to remove money from their account. <laughs> but I think the big thing here, though, is, of course, it, it quashes the, the claims that what PayPal had done was politically motivated because if it really was, they'd, they'd still wouldn't be reinstating their account. You know what I'm saying? Well, indeed, but it doesn't put to rest whether or not the only reason they reinstated the account was because of all the attention that it garnered. Because they've reinstated it and the support network has not provided that account detail, which is what they said was the hanging point, what PayPal said was the hanging point. They have not provided that, but they have said that they have now given enough information to fulfill their Know Your Customer guidelines. Who knows what goes on behind closed doors, really? Indeed. Now, have you seen (laughs) Motorola's new Zoom tablet? I have seen pictures of it. I've seen lots of pictures of it, in fact. Yeah, I haven't got my hands on one yet either, but I have seen pictures of it. I've read reports and reviews about it. What do you guys think? It's very pretty, and it has all of the different features that we expected from the iPad when it was first announced. It has expandable memory. It has cameras, front-facing and rear-facing cameras, good interface, all the other sorts of... You know it's going to fail, don't you? You know it's just going to fail. 
Do you think it well, will? Not necessarily. I don't know. Necessarily. I, just, I, don't think, I don't think the iPad has any real competition at the moment. As it, I, as iPhone, it I think yes. it's definitely a good contender. It's running the new Android, which has been specifically designed for tablets. And it is quite a sidestep from the Android product, you know, all the previous iterations of Android, which are used on handheld devices. This is quite a a breakaway from the way that that Android works. And it's been specifically, the user interface has been specifically designed around the tablet form factor. So Cameron, you're not convinced. Do you think the, the iPad is just going to maintain well, its I, lead? I personally don't think there's any real competition for the iPad yet. Um, iPhone for sure. There's some decent things out there with Android. And I just don't think there's any real real competition for the iPad. I mean, I, I just think it's... it's. I would, well, not, there, pay, I would not pay $800. I would pay $800. US, <laughs> 800 US. Yeah. yeah 800 for a US. Motorola... Tablet, the, you got to be the particular, me. yeah. This particular tablet, the current reviews have said that while it's got some absolute brilliant upsides, those being the new Android operating system, its expansion ports, its USB connectivity, its cameras, those sorts of things, its biggest letdown, and the the processor, it runs on what Nvidia Tegra's processor is really zippy and responsive and all that. The biggest failing that all of the reviews are, I've seen so far for the Zoom is that the display is a big letdown yeah apparently it's a big it's, letdown yeah, you can see motion blur on it poor. you can see pixelation the color the color quality is really poor you can make out the it. pixel so, grid which is so not nice yeah yeah if they fix that washed out colors as well they produce you know user um maybe apple's just bought them all bought all of the you know that sized <laughs> LCD or LED screens, so you can't get a good one for all of these competitive competing devices. They need that, to put the Retina display on that thing. That uh, would that would the, rock. Well, that's the big thing because you know, uh, in like a week or two, it's actually on uh, Wednesday, two days yeah, time. Yeah, Wednesday. Uh, Apple is announcing the iPad two, so True. we will see Ooh. whether or not the iPad two has a Retina display. Now, the Retina display is absolutely amazing and an ipad 2 with a retina display will make that somewhat closer to a brilliant device that i might actually want but anyway you said Brett, that, that you don't see a market for these things do you these things you, well you, i've always thought that the the ipad as it, the original ipad was always just a giant toy it's a thing for schools for kids it's like you're rich. You need a plaything for your children to learn stuff and muck around. Really? You don't, but you don't I mean, look at this as a replacement to buying a newspaper and be able to sit down and read books. And what about sales stuff? Well, that's that's what I would call a you know. What about a, what about an, doctors going around having all sort of medical information on it and being able to view information? I don't know. I just think it's just a well. As a, I said, it's a niche. It's a niche tool. It's not a, a broad market device. Really? See, I, oh, I see that as an original between, iPad. Between, okay. I would not have recommended it to anybody. It ran on the iPhone OS, the biggest crippling thing you could do to a what's supposed to be a big tablet computing device is put it on a phone operating system. They couldn't even multitask until they finally updated it. It doesn't have cameras on it, doesn't have connectivity, doesn't have expandable media, doesn't have its list of doves and haves was more than its pros. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, on, on one hand, they don't want to do the mistake that a lot of other manufacturers do, and that is to try and get early to market with all the bells and whistles 
and nothing works well and then you end up with a bad review mm. so I guess you know and, and we've seen this with the iPhone as well it was the same thing they released the first one with somewhat limited features but the ones that are there work really well yeah yeah and if I saw a doctor walking around with medical records on an iPad, I would be incredibly suspect because there is no encryption and the security on an iPad is pathetic. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the, that and is... And you can, you can be sure that unlike patient notes, which are hard copy on clipboards, which are left in the little tray outside the door or put away in the filing cabinets, people are taking the iPads home. Hmm. So the yeah, kids are playing on the same device that a patient's nose was on. I would be shocked and very upset if I saw that. Yeah, but you don't think that application would have some kind of security on it? Like if it was like, a, you know, an, applica- <laughs> an application for doctors, would it not have some sort of login thing purely because it is for use for medical reasons? Yeah. But Maybe it doesn't built on encryption? Being able to easily get around it. The, the encryption systems on the, on the, the iPad are atrocious. Yeah, but if you're, if, you're, if you're comparing that to the information that's hanging off a bed, that's not hard for me to walk into a hospital, walk into a ward and go, hey, I'll just look at this old well, guy. Yes, but you have to have intent for that. It's not right. like the doctor takes that clipboard off the bed and takes it home with them and leaves it in their car and the car gets broken into and the device gets pinched. Hmm. Maybe. It's, the, it's facilitating. But that would apply to it. That would apply to any, any of these devices. Distribution of, of incredibly confidential material. Hmm. That would apply to any of these devices though, really. And the device just is not anywhere near secure enough to be used in that sort of situation. Apparently, unless extent- it was going to just be left there in the hospital, not taken yeah. away by the by the. Doctor. Well, I, that's probably yeah, that's probably what it should be too. But it's a brilliant tool for school kids. Absolutely brilliant tool for school kids. So coming back to the Zoom, what would you say for that, Brett? Also a brilliant tool for school kids, or uh, needs a better screen before it's going to be good. Needs a better screen. But where do you see that one going? Same market as the iPad. Yes. So you're talking about these um, tablets in general. It's got the capability of taking that step further, but all of these just internet-enabled tablet devices, I see them as a really niche sort of market, really niche sort of thing. If you just want to read books, there are much better electronic book readers with much nicer screens to actually read. That is, you know, unless the iPad 2 has the Retina display, because the Retina display does change things. Yeah, that does. The Retina, retina display does change a lot with the clarity of the, the, the pixels, but electronic ink screens are just so much nicer to read from. Yeah, I agree. For iPad. Sure. Yeah. But as a teaching device, as a teaching tool, it's, it, that is a brilliant form factor, and that's what a lot of these things will be for. I know a lot of schools that are looking at getting iPads for teaching. iPads specifically or just any? Well, iPads specifically because it's really the only thing on the market at the moment with mass support. Mm. Everything else is just kind of taking their steps in. We've got the, the Galaxy Tab, but even then it's still really new in the market compared to the iPad. We oh. haven't seen anything which directly competes in that sort of size, form factor, no. and offers all of the features of the iPad plus all of the things which the iPad should have had. What about the HP one? But then we've got the iPad 2, and so the iPad 2 could have, well, we're anticipating the iPad 2 will have all of the different features which they put in the iPhone 4. <laughs> so, What about the uh, HP touchpad? That's well, I haven't a- seen a lot about it other than it looks really pretty. 
But then all of these tablet they phones. They all look pretty, they, yeah, because it's... They all, they, yeah. It's, it's yeah. a form factor which kind of lends itself to being good looking. It's kind of got that sort of framed artwork sort of appeal. Brett, you and I both have a mutual friend who works at HP. We should get him to to sort of get hold of a, a touchpad. Yeah, get hold of a touchpad so we can have a play with it. Yeah. Give it a, a full-on thrashing because I know some people who have iPads too can do a side-by-side comparison. We could. The other thing there is I'm just looking at this uh, expandable memory. It appears to be it comes as 32 gig and then you can double that if you need to. So it's still yeah. only taking it to 64, which is what Apple provide well, it, anyway. It has a, what is it, a micro SD card slot. So it will take whatever micro SD cards go up to. And the size, the capacity of micro SD cards are constantly increasing. Okay. You can get 64 gig micro SD cards, can't you? I'm not sure, because it's, it's just saying uh, allowing users to double their storage space. So I'm assuming Yeah, I'm wondering if that's limited as well. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's the Zoom, and we'll, I guess we'll see what happens, whether it takes off, whether it doesn't. I guess that remains to be seen. In the meantime, though, let's talk about what's happened with the Windows Phone 7 update. Microsoft have released an update, and it seems to have been causing a few problems, and some phones have even been bricked by it. And this is where, Brett, you're going to go on a rant now about QA and checking and quality assurance and all this sort of stuff. Oh, indeed. It's Here goes the rant. Are we ready? Indeed. <laughs> the everybody, everybody sitting down? Yep. Are you sitting down? Do you have your beer? This yeah, one might be long. Yeah. I'll pop out for a beer, okay? You carry on, Brett. <laughs> but yes, you are absolutely right. Quality assurance. This was supposed to be one of the benefits of Microsoft's Windows Phone platform is the fact that it's always been a locked-in platform. The hardware is supposed to be relatively standardized for what it runs on. It's always the one operating system. So Microsoft should just be able to create a patch, deploy it, and no matter what phone you've got, if your phone is a Windows Phone 7 phone, it should take the patch and just work. But it hasn't worked that way. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, apparently there are 10 steps when you in, uh, when you install this update. Some of them go as far as 7 and then fail, and you can actually restart the phone and you're fine. But if it only gets to step 6 and fails there, that's p- step 6 I think is when it's doing something with the firmware itself, you've got yourself a brick. And some of them... Well, you've got yourself a possible brick. A possible brick, yeah, because sometimes you can actually do a system restore, but sometimes that's failed as well, and then you really do have a brick. Yeah, then you've got to complete another brick that and you've just got to take back to the store and say, uh, the update broke my phone. Can you give me another one, please? Microsoft bricked it. Yeah, which is really annoying in those situations. Oh, that would be so frustrating. Fortunately, the- Windows Phone 7s are relatively new, so they'll all still be under the warranties with their, with you know when you've bought them through whatever telco that you've got them through. Or if you've just bought them from a store, they should still be under warranty because they are new. But imagine if this was further down the line where most of the phones have passed their warranty type well, I and thought Microsoft you would, yeah, your phone. Yeah. What kind of recourse do you have there? Well, that would be an interesting RMA situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what would you, can you, do you have recourse? I don't know. I thought you were going to say, luckily the Windows Phone 7 is quite new, so hardly anyone's got it. That's what I thought you were going to talk about. Well, you know, it's partly it's, true as well. Yeah, it's partly it, true. It hasn't well. got. It's, it's, it hasn't. It hasn't been around for uh, long enough to really develop a share. But there are a lot of people out there who quite like its interface. I have to admit, I've, I've played with it myself, and it was very nice. Unfortunately, an iPhone was far cheaper. <laughs> yeah, which is ironic because I think this has been the it's only country where that's the case. Ironic. Yeah. 
Yeah, because everyone's talking about the for the, getting an iPhone. We're just far more than for getting an Android or a Windows phone. Phone. Now, Cameron, I understand that you've had to move to the bathroom because the cicadas have started up again, or was it tree frogs, or is it crickets? What is it? No, well, apparently my father-in-law says it's uh, cicadas. So you, you yeah. should actually go outside and identify what is making that buzzing noise and actually. No, because if I went out and identified them, I would kill every single last one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like a million cicadas just called out in, in pain and then silenced at once. <laughs> oh, that would be horrible because then, you know, one of them which was strong with the force would have to hunt you down. <laughs> so I see some reports out now that the iPhone is becoming less popular. And I've seen statistics which say that last year it was the second most popular phone. Oh, really? So how does that work then? <laughs> Actually, what was the most popular? It was uh, Symbian, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, Symbian's out in front at 32%. iOS, which is the, the iPhone, 25%. And then we go down to BlackBerry at 16%. And then it drops down significantly. Uh, Android, 10%. Sony Ericsson, 5 Samsung, 3 and so on. So, but how does that work? Because, you know, the iPhone supposedly is losing ground. I guess that's, that's just a head, but losing ground. Which well, is yeah. which is possible. Yeah. It's becoming less. Uh, I mean, there's more competition out there. I think there's a lot more competition. Yeah. And later on this year, there'll be another iPhone to add to the competition. Oh, true. This, so actually, that's what Apple have got to do. They've just got to keep releasing more and more versions, and then they'll. And, and that's what they always do. Well, that, that is what they <laughs> that, isn't it? That is isn't the it cycle just? for every Apple product, isn't it? Just. Yep. The yes, iPod's exactly one, the same way. You've got a. Few, you know, you buy one. You've got about a year. Before they'll have another one. Yeah, and the, the the other one is always something that's good enough to make you think, I'm going to ditch this current one because I want the next one. Mm. Or you're like me and you wait until it's gotten to the point where it's an actually decent phone to buy, then buy it. <laughs> oh, you never buy the and first version of anything, Apple. Until yeah. it breaks. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I, I would never get another one. I'm so with you. But I would you never buy have... the first version of anything, Apple. No, no, because yeah. it always comes out. Missing a bunch of stuff. Missing a bunch of stuff or just not as polished as you would have thought it would have been. That would apply to most things, though, surely. Yeah, yeah, but particularly with the Apple products. They will always yeah, come I out think with Apple, absolutely the thing... stunning. The thing with Apple is that you expect so much from them so that when they introduce a product, any other company would probably get away with it. But when they introduce the first version of a product, do you think, oh, that's not very Apple. That's kind of pretty mediocre, you know. And uh, I guess that's that's their own downfall, really. It's, it's the fact that they're, they're so successful and their product, they do such nice products that when they embark on something new, it's kind of a letdown because we expected so much to start with. Exactly. That's my, theory. That's my theory anyway, when you and I'm give sticking them a to chance it. to have, you know, bring out the second generation, they bring out a good product. But their first generation's just been... <laughs> Except for their iPod. They brought that out. They just ripped that thing. They ripped that right the first time. Yeah, actually, that was pretty good, I must admit. Although, when you look back to, to the first one, it, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, you wouldn't really want one now, but... Oh, indeed, but then... Yeah, it's the same with most of those sorts of technologies. When you look at the televisions you bought five years ago compared to the ones you buy now, it's the evolution of the product. But that's the way that Apple do their things. They are constantly evolving. The second one is always a vast improvement on the first one. 
And then every iteration after that will generally be just a little bit better or just a little bit different in a different way until they come up with a revolution in a way that a they do something. A killer feature. Yeah, a killer feature, which they bring out. And it's like, rah. Now, Cameron, did you see in Queensland, because you're, you're in Queensland, you're in Brisbane, a teenager from Queensland had his Facebook account hacked and because of that, under his account, there was this advertisement or, or this invite, if you like, for a party that was taking place. Of course, there was no party. It was just that the account was hacked and used to say that there was a party. 4,000 people responded saying they were going to turn up. That wasn't you, Cameron, was it? But you're not, no. you're not a teenager, though, are you? I, I, no, but I did it to my neighbour. He's really annoying. <laughs> so, uh, so, you, yeah. so you hacked the, 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 the boy next door's Facebook Yeah, yeah he asked for you it. You realise that was a bad thing? Because the, the party would have been next door to you and that would have been 4,000 people. <laughs> that would be louder than the crickets. And your place. And the cicadas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't do it. Of course I didn't do it. Um, do you know who it was? I mean, is Queensland well, the best place? It doesn't matter. Does anyone know everyone in, in Queensland? You I'm must sorry. Know you- like, like all four million people. <laughs> I'm pretending to be ignorant, of course. Oh, of course. Uh, but yes, yeah, so what do you make of that? It's funny. It's it's very much like another story that we talked about quite a number of episodes ago about oh, yeah. the, the girl's birthday party in Britain. That's and right. she had yeah. accidentally opened up the invitation on Facebook and it had gone out to everyone. Like, people had said that they were going to go to it and it caused this big this big ruckus, the exact same sort of ruckus here, except it seems to have been a little better contained in this one. And the, the police have said that they were going to yeah, watch over the place during the weekend. Well, it obviously yeah. wasn't near Cameron's place because you would have heard it, right, Cameron? Um, I would have heard it for sure. It's in yeah. South Brisbane, so it's over the river, so. Yeah. yeah. And well, where are yeah, you? Are you north? no actual party, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm north, north, north side. Okay. Yeah, we don't, we don't talk about the south side. Oh, there's some rivalry oh, like there. The it's a bit, yeah, it's a, it just smells funny over there, you know. I'm sure they're all used to it, but I don't like going there. <laughs> that just reminds me. If of you're in Brisbane, Brisbane, you're you're getting everything I'm saying, but um, otherwise you're just going to think he's a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a north side south side um rivalry, friendly rivalry that's like been going London on since since forever. Oh, true. Yeah, there's the north and south of London. Yeah, that'd be like east and west of Auckland, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Right. So, okay. so, so I tell you what's next. Google. Google have announced, and it's about time they did this because they were getting a bit of grief over this. Google have basically declared war on content farms. That's it. They've changed the algorithm to the page rank because, you know, they were, and I don't know about you guys, but a lot of people, and I'm like this as well, I've noticed a lot more content farms featuring high up in the rankings when you're searching for something. You know, there's useless pages mm-hmm. with three or four paragraphs of content that makes sense, but it's just very low in substance. And yeah. it's just a bunch, yeah, bunch of ads. Pilfered from some other website. Yeah. And, yeah, and I they hate were those. Yeah, they, they they were increasing, weren't they? Because and they definitely. But aren't they used to produce to to for CEO reasons? Like, don't people put them in? Uh, like, for example, if, if we did that for drink, or we don't a whole bunch of work. If you went to cheapbeers.com, it would be an article about you can buy cheap beers at all kinds, and it's just sort of waffles on with nothing. But it, basically, behind it all is links to to drink hall. So when people type in cheap beers into Google, and it references. You know, this website, hence Drinkle, gets promoted higher. 
in the search results. Yeah, but is that not how these content forms? No, it's not how those work out because they don't promote your site higher. They promote themselves higher. It's their site that they try to get to the highest. Right. I think they're after the ads in this case. So maybe there's, yeah, they, I, I think there's two things here. So there are the sites like what Cameron was talking about. And I, I, I'm guessing, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of reading between the lines here, but I, I don't think those ones are so much a problem. I think because I agree with Brett, the ones I've seen anyway, don't actually try and refer you to anything in particular. They've just got a little bit of waffly content that makes sense, but isn't, like I say, has no substance. And just beside it has mm. a bunch of bunch of ads. And I, I think those are the ones they're targeting. And those purely exist for the advertising revenue. Yeah. And Ooh. they have been increasing and I've been getting increasingly frustrated with it. And I think now that Google has some decent competition out there with Bing. <laughs> you you know, said decent competition. <laughs> well, I mean, it's... it's well, rising It's rising. I mean, okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Bing it's, is increasing. Bing is slowly increasing its market share, definitely. Yeah. So it, it's up from 3% to 4%. <laughs> Probably something like that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> But I mean, you know, Google. Look, Google. If I mean, let's face it. If Google didn't have to do it, they wouldn't do it. I mean, they're doing it because if people don't like what they find in Google, they're going to start using something else. And oh, that, precisely. That's going to be Bing. To. What else is they, it going to, what else is it going to be? So, and search has always been Google's main priority. Yeah, in a roundabout way, it's advertising, isn't it? But via search. So there you go. Hopefully, we'll see fewer content farms, and I'll be happy with that. That's going to stop me from going to Bing. <laughs> no, I think there's a lot more stopping me from going to Bing. Okay, so that's that story. Let's move on, yeah? Yeah, sure. Enough for Google. What do we want to talk about? Anonymous well, hacking? Yeah, why not? Yeah, and we, oh, yeah we, love, we love talking about Anonymous here. We do. As a tech. Indeed. So what have they been up to now? The famous Westboro Baptist Church in the US. Now, these guys are notorious for just... They are hardcore anti-homosexual. I mean, uh, they spend <laughs> a lot of money picketing against this. They believe that homosexuality should be a capital crime. Um, yeah, yeah. The, well, the, the church, <laughs> the church is, is essentially described as a hate group. Is uh, it a real church or is it, it just is a, real is church, a front for a hate group? Well, it's a real church no. in the United States, but it's quite mm. easy to become a, you know, classified as a church in the United States. Yeah. Well, they are Baptists, but, which is yeah. fairly well known. But they I are. Don't think it's, they're not affiliated <laughs> with any known. Yeah, they are. So, Anonymous, what have Anonymous done to these people? They've, they've well, they, they their, have a website, a world famous website called GodHatesFags.com, which is basically to promote their stance on, on homosexuality, which is they're very much against it. And they go to great lengths to, to promote that. They spend a lot of money on picketing. Apparently, they spend up to like a quarter of a million dollars a year just on picketing. Really? So basically, yeah, like anonymous have taken kinds of random stuff. They do. They're they're against they're against Jewish organisations. They do anti-gay picketing. Do they, they actually do, like anything? I mean, do yeah. they? What do they? <laughs> they like be... themselves, and they like their version of God. Yeah, yeah, and their version of God is not a nice man. No, <laughs> no, because he would be a man to them. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So anonymous so, have hacked their side, right? Yeah, yeah. They brought is, it down. Is, well, it's yeah, cool. but they brought it on themselves because mm. how I've seen the story reported is that you had the Westboro Baptist Church that put out like this news release, this open letter to Anonymous, calling them cowards, crybaby hackers, and telling them to, to bring it and they, they shouldn't have challenged uh, the Westboro Baptist Church and God is on our side and blah, 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 blah. And... From what I've seen about it, it's, there's a lot of to a pro, but Anonymous have said, we never started this. We never did that. We never 
claimed anything. We never started any, wanted to start any war with you. But now that you've brought it up, and then they've gone and hacked the Westboro website. So it's like they, they, they stirred their own hornet's nest here. Yeah. <laughs> by starting something. And Anonymous has just, has brought it, in fact. Mm. <laughs> and see, this is where I see Anonymous as being a good force in the world. I, I like it when they do things like this. Not when, they, not when they sort of send a million pizzas to the CEO of yeah, yeah, Visa something or something which, like, and put his you know, kid's you know, school address up on the internet. I mean, that yeah, sort of thing is just it's silly, but this sort of stuff is way cool. Yeah, because this is, this is taking a stand against something, something yeah. which uh, the vast majority of the world is against, is against you know, bigotry and discrimination of, of any yeah. kind. And it's targeting a group, not individuals. And it's not doing anything which is seriously illegally damaging, even though hacking a website is illegal. Yeah, absolutely. It's but not it's doing anything like directly. funds or, yeah, or right. doing anything, anything seriously illegal like that, which would make people actually take a stand against that sort of thing, which is, you know, what we talked about a bit when we talked about Anonymous's other activities. But this, yeah, what they've done here the vast majority of the world would be quite behind <laughs> what they've done for this particular point. These guys, you really wouldn't want to mess with them, would you? You wouldn't even yeah. want to tempt them to, to do something. Well, these, these guys that are being anonymous now seem much more sophisticated than the previous anonymous. So, so is it a different anonymous? Oh, we talked about it before. It might be, uh, you know, more professional hackers taking up the anonymous crowd crown or it could be anonymous members who were previously quiet and weren't taking part in in what was going on then who've now stepped up and gone hey wait a minute i'm part of anonymous and this is really starting to annoy me now i'll bring my (laughs) hack stick along so cameron you're still with us you're still in the bathroom i'm still in the bathroom i'm still here (laughs) so it's 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 great I, I i can't wait for winter (laughs) <laughs> then you can yeah. sit somewhere more comfortable yes because the cigars won't be out there anymore yeah. or the tree frogs or the crickets or whatever <laughs> other insects you have out there in your yeah, Australian backyard that and if you saw the size of the, the block of land that they're actually coming from it's like you know 10 square metres and it's just like they're just all there. Anywhere else in the world, it would be like a forest full of cicadas but no, oh, they're all no, I, can, I can believe that sort of density mm. walking home from work and there's a, a little bit of bush alongside one of the, the student union buildings between the road and it. And there's a little track that I walked through and it was deafening. Oh, yeah, yeah. Deafening. You I had can... to hug my ears going home one evening. They are loud week. as, absolutely. So loud. We've got a tree just next door to us and it's just deafening in our backyard. It's, uh, you know, there's one tree where they all congregate and it's crazy. But it has nothing to do with anonymous hackers. Oh, doesn't it? No, you're right. So we should move on. We need to segue into the uh, GPS speed story. Speaking of segues, saw a guy fall off one. Oh, really? Weeks ago. Really? It's hilarious. Oh, brilliant. He, he didn't injure himself then, did he? No, no, no. He was fully kitted up. So, so we're allowed to laugh. Yeah, it's okay to laugh at that. Yeah. He didn't hurt himself. He got himself up, brushed himself off. Was he embarrassed? Was he in a suit? No. No, he wasn't in a suit. He was in track clothes. Do you get many of those round round Brisbane? Yeah, I spot them every now and again. I mean, once, I, once I was in the city and I saw that like this kid, he looked about twelve when he had one, 
and he was riding to the city. I went and thought, that's like a $10,000 vehicle. I know. I Where know. did you get that from? So exactly. I, I kicked him off and I went for a bit of a ride for a while. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> you so didn't. Yes. <laughs> it was Seriously, he didn't deserve it and I wanted to have a go. So Well, that and, you know, what else, a 10-year-old should be walking. Yeah. yeah. The, the growing weight problem of the world. Exactly. exactly. Giving a child in the, the last of their walking time. Exactly. Yeah, want to know why we're one of the fattest nations? It's kids with segways. Yeah. The yeah. They should have scooters like they have here. Exactly. Yeah, they're just Use scooting everywhere. No, this kid was leaning forward, getting some revs, and I just, <laughs> I just, just quickly you know, kicked him off and had a bit of a go. But if you didn't have segways, you wouldn't have Segway Polo. True. Well, that's you wouldn't true. have to have any of those cool segways. That's fine because you that's not Segway. Synchronized segue. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, what? That's awesome. Is it really? Really? No, look it up on YouTube. I'm sure. Oh, no. But yeah, no, segues are, uh, are way cool. I like it. Well, I don't know. They're kind of cool and daggy at the same time. I mean, yeah. it's like, yeah, they're like a Prius. It's like, it's amazing technology. But it's designed like a grandma's car. Like, it just looks <laughs> <Yeah>. awful. <Precisely. laughs> like, I really want a Prius at the same time. I'm like, I wouldn't be caught dead in a Prius. It's this real sort of dichotomy. I don't yeah, mind the Prius. It, it, to yeah. me, it's a, it's a bit like a, a Nissan Primera, the generation just before the current one. Yeah. Oh, see, we, that doesn't make sense to me. What, are they called a Primera there? Oh, uh, we've got yeah. different car models, don't we? Well, we have, no, we have the same what cars. The same car models. We have oh. the same cars, but they're just named something different. No, the the Primera should be the Primera. Well, they do, no, they do change from country to country. They do. They do change names. So, like, yeah. do you guys have the like the Holden Barina, for example? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, we have that. Oh, it's called the Holden Fantuzzi over here. Is it? Oh uh, yeah, but that would up. just get laughed right the hell out if it tried to come to New Zealand. <laughs> I just made that up. It's name. Where the Fantuzzi? <laughs> you gonna be kidding me? <laughs> See, I would expect that sort of name from a Fiat or a Peugeot. But right. <laughs> not Holden. The Holden Fantuzzi. <laughs> the Holden Fantuzzi. I love it. They should do something like that. Yeah. Now we're just giving them ideas for car names. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what's this Nissan Premier? Yeah, it's a it, Nissan Premier. It kind of looks sort of the same sort of, I guess, what, hemispherical slice shape. As oh, the, yeah, have a look. Have, have, there's, there's a good picture on Wikipedia. If, if you have a look, the bottom picture on Wikipedia. I mean, it's, it's, it's not. I mean, you wouldn't mistake it for a, a you wouldn't Prius. mistake it for a Prius, but it's the closest thing, and and you can see the similarities. It's yeah. two thousand two. There you go. Two thousand and two to two thousand and eight is the model I'm talking about, which is the one previous, as I said, to the current one. No, I think they're okay. They're, they're not bad, and the Prius, because that's what I was talking about originally. What we were talking about, the Prius is fine. What's wrong with it? It's not a grandma's car. It's just it just a, doesn't look great. I mean, it's average. It's, it's, it's nothing it's, shape. Yeah, that, that's what I meant. It, they There's could nothing put some really cool interesting it. about that shape that makes you want to buy no, technology no. in it. Well, that the, the fact that the technology see, in it yeah. is, is absolutely amazing. It is amazing. To make it is far more damaging to the environment than driving around in your regular sort of economic But isn't car. that a myth? I'm not so sure no. about that. What? I'd like to, see, I'd damaging, like to see figures about that because I hear people saying how damaging that. mining lithium is. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I'm... Without the and figures, the without like the figures, without the figures, it sounds very much like a myth to me. What 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 myth? What are you talking about? The the fact that the the car is actually less green because of what it takes to manufacture them. I mean, the fact is, ninety nine percent of the cars are the same as a regular car. Mm. Yeah, except for its electric motor and its huge bank. The of, bank of batteries, yeah, but yeah, you're all right, yeah, batteries. but I don't know, it's. 
I don't know. It sounds very much like a like a myth, but I I don't know. Maybe it's true. Who knows? It's quite true. Have you got figures for me? No. You could Google it if you want. <laughs> it's okay. I can Google it myself. There's actually a Google site called Let Me Google That For You, which I'm sure you know about. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great site. Anyway, so talking about cars, let's talk about the, the GPS, getting off your speeding ticket with the GPS story. Yeah, yes. So this guy in California was getting a ticket for doing... I think 40 miles per hour and a 25 mile per hour limit. Mm-hmm. And he gets out, he whips out his Motorola droid cell phone and shows the officer, the GPS records show that he can't have been doing more than, than 25 miles an hour. And he showed the judge, by the way. That's right. It went to court, right? didn't it? It yes, went, to, went court. to court. Yeah. That's and where he, he brought it up. And he successfully, in fact, it did. It showed that he was doing 26 at the maximum, which is one mile per hour over the limit. But obviously, nothing that warrants a ticket like that. So he yeah. actually got off. The judge bought it and said, well, that's fine. That's, that's valid data. Wow. But yeah. what I want to know is how the, how the cop can ticket this guy without, without the evidence. I mean, surely the cop must have had a, a radar fixed to well, his car. Well, the, the guy's lawyers told him to ask some specific questions of the of the traffic officer involved had he recently undergone any training in and or had experience with that particular radar gun and when was the gun last calibrated so they kind of brought it in as a two-pronged approach one was putting some questions around whether or not the officer was fully skilled and the radar gun he was using was properly adjusted and the other one was so we've we've put some doubt on that and we've got this other thing of the the guy's cell phone saying that he was going from here to here during that day and the highest speed it recorded along that track was 26 miles per hour well under the 40 that the the radar gun registered so that's how they got him off now I did a little bit of research on this that uh, the GPS, because you know GPS can be notoriously inaccurate for speeds, but yeah. straight line speeds they're usually within at the speeds they were talking about, usually within a couple of couple of k's or miles per hour. Yeah. So uh, the only thing is when you go around corners, you, you uh, it can You'll be drop, way you out. You drop your speed, yeah. yeah, yeah, it can be way out. But you know, in in a relatively straight line, they're they're, they're fairly, fairly accurate. They're about as accurate as your speedo. So it'd be brilliant in America where they don't have corners. <laughs> That's right. They've got these big long roads that go for, for miles. Yeah. So it wouldn't work here in New Zealand? No, it definitely wouldn't work here at all. No. Where we yeah, have, yeah, yeah, where where we have some roads there. which are just a corner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really? exactly. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a corner to the left and then to the right and then to the left and then to the right and then you're oh, there. So, oh, there is no straights is what you're saying? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Now, Cameron, before we move on to the New Zealand stories, what I want to ask you about was apparently there's some sort of sewer broadband initiative in Brisbane. Uh, there was. But what what it's is gone that? Sh- so is it running it, broad- it, gone down the drain? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's gone down the drain, literally. Oh, um, it's not happening anymore. It got washed away? Yeah. It got, it got flushed away. <laughs> <laughs> How many sewer jokes can we cram in here? It is, isn't it? Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't high on the list. It was about number two. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Oh, very good. Uh, uh, thanks. I'll be here all week. <laughs> Don't forget to try the fish. <laughs> um, yeah. No. No. It's not happening anymore. What was it? What's the What's the, the whole thing about the sewers? Were they going to run lines through the sewers? Yeah. 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 Really? Basically, up through the homes and yeah. 
Oh, okay. So, in other words, you'd you'd be perfectly fine in the bathroom because the cable would come out of the loop. <laughs> Possibly, <laughs> I guess. I I guess they, I, I guess they're looking at uh, some sort of uh, infrastructure that already exists, and well, why not? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Every, I'd every single home has that a, goes yeah. from the sewer into my house that didn't have one of you know several of those different water traps to it stop standing. No, but it, it would. They're, just, they're not going to have like <laughs> you're not going to get like. Well, you know, if it's it smells with the radio <laughs> the initiative, doesn't sound like it's got a big budget. Have you not heard that before, though? That wasn't something we invented. There's a few places that's been rolled out in the US and Europe. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it. Telstra, heard it. Telstra, my cable smells. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what that was. They were actually going to run the cables, the broadband cables, through the sewers. Mm, so they didn't have to get up the streets or... That kind of does make some sense, I, I guess. Mm. But Well, yeah, if you've already got infrastructure tunnels that are already going everywhere, you yeah, may... But imagine well. if there's a fault. Imagine if a rat chews through one and, he, and they have... Imagine the people who... I mean, it's not our Obviously problem, you but... Well, someone's going to run it through some extra ducting in there. But it just gives you easy access if you run it through the sewers than if you had to dig up the road. That's right. Cheaper. To, to yeah. run some but they're always pipe. digging out the road anyway. There's always yeah, like a half a dozen, there's always half nice a dozen big, long straight lines that you want to run your cable in for you. They're digging it up to fix a pothole or no, they're not. They're always digging up for, for there's either an electric cable or a gas cable or a gas cable, oh, gas pipe or no, something. Yeah, there not. is. It's, and there's always half a dozen men. Work. No, no, there's always half a dozen men looking at the one guy digging. It's always oh, like that. I like the guys, I like the guys that they've got these people employed, they've got to do something with them. I like the guys that are leaning on shovels. They're my favourite. Oh, they, that's right. The, there's there's the always leaners. a couple of guys just leaning on shovels. Yeah, just yeah, there are always a couple of shovel leaners, absolutely. Ah, <laughs> I, I like the, the, the guy whose job is just to turn the sign around to say go and stop. Yeah, but someone has to do that, especially when oh, you yeah. don't have those remote But it, it's, it's an actual light. job where he's doing something by not doing a lot. I think that's neat. Yeah, yeah. But Great. then obviously they take that in shifts because that's when you, when you get tired, you get off. So, so, yeah, so when you've done enough bit. digging, when you're the only yeah. guy digging and you've done your digging for a bit, you go into yeah. the stop-go zone. And you've got to have a certain number of people there for health and safety reasons, and you can't have them all in the hole because the hole wouldn't be big enough and they'd have to dig twice as big a hole and that would cost twice as much money. But, you know, that's why they cone out such a big area so they can all stand around the, the hole that they've just dug and peer in. Waiting <laughs> for their turn. Have we, have we done roadworks now or shall we move on? <laughs> Yeah, we we've have. done the roadwork story. I don't know how we've we got road onto works. that. We've done yeah, how, how, where did that come from? I don't know. Where did it come from? So you guys just came oh, out of the Oh, the sewers. That's right. You, your, no. your, uh, your, 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 I say your because you're from Brisbane, but uh, it wasn't your, you who came yes, up with the idea. it was yours. And it's your fault it didn't <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, your fault, Cameron. You're, as I'm far sorry, as I'm concerned, your you're Brisbane. <laughs> inciting <laughs> cricket riots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we talk a lot of stuff that go through sewers. We're going to move on. So tell you what, let's get on to the New Zealand stories. But before we do, let's take a short musical interlude. Here we go. All right, welcome back. And it is time for the New Zealand story. So we want to talk about the issue that almost saw some court action between Yellow and New Zealand Post. So what had happened was Yellow, Yellow is basically like Yellow Pages, right? Yellow were effectively typo squatting. Indeed. They sat on a... They They sat sat on two. They sat on, yeah, a couple of domain names. Locallists.co.nz and one was locallist.org.nz. That's right, because, and then the the real one, which is 
owned by New Zealand Post is a local list. Yep. No, local list. Indeed. No, is it local list or local list? It's local list. Yes, it's localist. Yeah, as in localist. Yeah, there's only one yeah. I. Are we confused to everyone? Because I'm confused. Probably. Yeah. But that's okay because typo squatting is all about being confused. We've, we've demonstrated really well, haven't we? Indeed. Unintentionally. But hey, so there you go. So it was going to go to court. It, actually, we've got Cameron here. Groggle. Remember Groggle? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you weren't really typo squatting. So, yeah. You, that's no, like well, I don't, I don't think we typo at all. squatting at all. No. There's no other company called Groggle, so what were they getting at? But Google Precisely. didn't like it. Um, exactly. Yeah, so, but that's, that's Google for you. They don't like a lot of things. Yeah, look, I, basically, is this, so essentially there was a company called Localist, which would provide local information for... What was a listing? It was a directory service by New Zealand Post. Right, yeah. so it's yeah. like some sort of Craigslist. No, it's, I don't think it was something quite like that. It was just okay. like a business something directory, by New it? Zealand Post. Right. I think it was, yeah, just a, a business, business directory kind of information thing. directory service. And like like we need another one of those. New Zealand Post, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. And so, so you, something, and Yellow Pages registered a couple of names that were very similar yeah, and quite absolutely, possibly yeah. could be picked up in, on a typo. Absolutely, yep. Okay, yep. this is coming from a completely outsider's point of view, which is probably helping the people who aren't familiar with Localist or Yellow. Yellow, <laughs> <laughs> yellow yeah. Cool, okay, interesting. Yep. But we, we refer to Yellow Pages. As, I mean, obviously the group is referred to yellow, as Yellow over there. Well, it's, yeah, it's called Yellow Pages Group, but they're just known by- The brand is Yellow. yellow. Yeah. The brand is, okay, well, over here it's called Yellow, yellow Pages. Yeah, it used to pages. be Yellow Pages. It got sold, you see. If, right. you, if you really want the, the full rundown, I can give it to you, but, you know, that's another show. No, but, no, no. <laughs> yeah, so, so over here, it's just Yellow Pages uh, and Yellow Pages Online. So when you talk about the Yellow Pages, everyone knows what you're talking about. If I said to someone, hey, um, do you know about the company Yellow? They just look at me like I was weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I've never heard of it actually called just yellow here when people are talking about it. It's always still just the yellow pages. Well, people say okay. it, but it is actually yellow. I mean, that's their brand. They're trying to get yeah, – the brand is changed, yellow. But, the word yeah. just says yellow. The yeah. web page is just yellow. There's ye- yellow maps. When people talk about it, they do still talk about it as the yellow pages because it's just the online yellow pages. Right. But yellow offer other services too? Like just recently they bought that deal comparison site or something, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. And they've got a, a travel site. They've got a, a maps service. They've got, they've yeah, got right. a bunch of stuff, you know. They've okay. got a bunch of different yeah. online, online. But they're, they're cyber squatters or typo squatters and they actually settled out of court. So we were hoping to see yeah. a bit of court action here, but didn't happen. Uh, the sensible thing happened. What, what, well, I'll tell you what actually the result was. They agreed to give up the domain name. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. well, but both of them. So it was sensible. I mean, come on. It was. Yeah, they, yeah. They, so they knew what was going to happen. It was going to go to yeah. court. They were going to get found yeah. you know, guilty of but whatever it is. Localists could have preempted that by taking those domain names themselves to begin yeah. with. Yeah. I mean, because they, they did preempt themselves by getting one of the possible typos. But they didn't mm-hmm. think about doing that for the .org and they didn't think about pluralizing it for their .co. So. It's, it's very important. You yeah, if, to, to protect your IP, to protect your, your branding, then you've, got, you've yeah. got to think about possible typos and mm-hmm. attempt to get those as well so that you're not going to lose out. So would, you're not going to have these sorts of situations. I think .org would be fairly low on my list. I don't blame them for not grabbing that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think anybody would think local, something that comes from a .org is, you know, anything other than 
what it's supposed to be for, which is yeah. those charity organizations. Are- and I, I've got a profit. funny feeling .orgs wouldn't really be ranking too high in, in Google search results. Anyway. No, I agree. The thing that's particularly interesting about the story is the fact that it wasn't just a random case of typo squatting. It was the fact that Yellow, who also run, as we know, a business directory, were redirecting the site you know, well, well, their domain name that they registered was going to their business directory. So it was one business directory versus another, which yeah. is different to some of the other typo squatting we've seen, where which it's just, it's just about ads. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's not. It's actually, you know, this is a a lot more serious. Yeah, it was two competing businesses, two competing di- directories, but it's been settled out of court. So all's well that ends well. Yeah. Now, the other Kiwi story I wanted to talk about, and we were going to get Jonathan on the show. Jonathan Good is one of the founders of a site called A Thousand Memories. You can reach the site at a thousandmemories.com. So that's one triple zero memories.com. It's a Kiwi born idea, but of course they're now in, in California and uh, they've just secured. The yeah, that's where the money is. They've just secured three million US dollars worth of capital from some uh, some investors. So. Good on mm. them. So what? Yeah. what is 1000memories.com? It's actually a site, and I think this is a really great niche. The, 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 I think they've really hit the nail on the head on this one. Yeah. It's a site where you can create little create memorials. For, yeah, memorials for people who've passed away. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So, I mean, currently people do that on as, you know, either part of Facebook or some other site or their own sort of bespoke yeah. solution, but this is something really special, and it's kind it's, of hard to describe how it works without, you know, you should go there. Go there and have a look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's custom custom solution for this particular niche, need, use. Because as you said, when people have passed away, people have posted wall notes and those sorts of things on their Facebook page. But Facebook eventually starts shutting stuff down. The Facebook profile of somebody who, who has be, is known to have passed away. But this is providing that place for people who knew somebody to go and post bits, post mementos, post memories, post photos, video clips, all that sort of stuff about a person, memorializing a person in a place on the internet. I think it's a, it's a brilliant idea. Wow. Yeah, that and, is, and, that's really good. And their pledge is to keep this forever. That's the whole point. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's not something that's going to be transient that could come and go. It's, yep. it's going to be there forever and it's going to be free to use. Now, yeah. we've got permission to play the little audio clip here. So take a listen to this. It kind of describes it quite well. When you think about it, the obituary is a bit outdated. It used to be the best way to inform a community of the death of someone who was known and loved. But it never really told a story. And we don't always get our news from the paper anymore. Not that it doesn't still have its uses. Plus, we all live in different places. Dad's in Phoenix. Aunt Sally's in Boston. And Cousin Seth is... Where is Cousin Seth? we love together enter 1000 memories just tell us the name of someone you want to remember and we'll help you build a space to share stories photos and memories with family and friends everyone knows a person in a different way by bringing them together on 1000 memories we can create a fuller more vivid portrait of a life it's free to use and saved forever for generations to come everyone has someone to remember let your memories live here. So that's kind of a, an idea of how it works. Go to the site, a thousandmemories.com, uh, and you'll see exactly 
uh, what we're saying. It's it's purpose built, and and that's really the key here. So mm. now I did actually ask Jonathan. I was in touch with Jonathan, as I say, one of the founders. A couple of questions about preventing abuse, because one of the things that comes to mind is, well, with a site like that. It's bound to attract the crazies. Like where any site is going to attract crazies, yeah, as, yeah. We, as we know. People putting up fake ones, fake ones, claiming somebody who is you know actually real yeah. has passed away, and people just creating a nuisance, inappropriate comments, yeah, that kind of inter- thing. Inappropriate comments on on people's ones for people who have departed, and people just hoaxing stuff, making stuff up completely. Joe Bloggs is gone, then putting lots of stuff up about it. Yeah. So uh, Jonathan responds by saying that there's a number of things they do to protect users. First of all, there are a broad set of privacy settings and you can crank that right up to the extent where only invited users can see a, a page. Also, administrators of the page can delete content or remove contributors. And on top of that, there are also human and algorithmic monitoring to detect abuse. So they have taken this on board right from the get go, as, as we can see, uh, unless, of course, he's lying to me. No, just joking, Jonathan. The last thing you want is a site that has a bunch of abuse, you know, when it first launches. And mm. this is really a niche that was waiting to be filled. And now Indeed. we have it. It's been filled. A thousand members.com. It's very, very good. I'm looking at the site now and it's, it's very well done. Yeah, it is. I agree. It's good. It, yeah. it kind of reminds me of Twitter in a way. It's kind of got a similar mm. interface. Not, not to put a damper on things. I'm just, okay, it's, it's free. And I don't see any, any advertising on here, and I'm, I'm assuming any advertising would, wouldn't be the cool thing to do at all. Mm. So what exactly is their business model? They're going to be offering paid-for premium services, extra things above and beyond the standard. Yeah, they uh, haven't the, said what the they are, have they? Going to, yeah, they haven't said what they are. That's what they're going to be developing and looking into. But the bulk standard, what you see now, it will be available for free, always. Okay, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's it. Uh, originally a Kiwi-born idea, and now this is something set to go global. Thousandmemories.com. Check it out. Excellent. All right. Well, anyway, we've done the show. So, Cameron, you'll be pleased you can now leave the bathroom. On that note, I'd like to thank you very much for enduring a, a show almost entirely in the bathroom. Thank you very much for, for that because we, we do appreciate having you on the show. No problem. Next week I'm doing it from a sauna. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Excellent. No. Uh, look, I, we told you, we told you before. All you need to do is fill the bath up with cold water, and you'll be fine. Just watch the laptop yeah, a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. then yeah, it'll be perfectly that, fine. Then it would, yeah. So, Brett, thank, after that, you can join <laughs> us at the Boys of Tech Sauna. Brett, thank you very much also for joining us on the panel. Always a pleasure. And that's episode one hundred and five. It's been a good one. Thank you very much. See you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Those crickets are going. Oh, my God. They're here. <laughs> they're here. That's loud, man. That's loud. All right. Hang on. <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Okay, we'll, wait for you. we'll wait for you to go to the bathroom. You can let us know when you come back. <laughs> Isn't it? It's like clockwork. It's 6.30. It's really loud. It's really loud. That's, that's, really that's crazy. <sighs> hang on a second. Okay. <laughs> Alright, welcome back. <laughs> oh, you guys. I was, I was on a roll here. I was going to do it. For real. Here we go. I like that. One more time. Yeah, welcome back. Yeah, hello. <laughs> hello there. Hello. Okay. <laughs>
Come on, here you go. Here you go. It's time for the Kiwi <laughs> No, 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 no. Here we go. <laughs> Can I do this, please? I'm running out of the space. <laughs> <laughs>